Good evening, Trekkies, Trekkers, and all you silicone-based life forms. Welcome. Don't give me that face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you can see that. I really don't like the intro. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, look, it's the last episode of the season. Deal with it. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, welcome to the newest episode of In Star Trek We Trust. This week, we will be discussing the season finale of Star Trek Discovery Season 3, That Hope Is You, Part 2. And apparently I'm now just learning that you don't like my intro. So I know you hinted at it last week, but I thought you were joking. But I guess based on the facial expression I just got from you, you don't <laughs> like it at all. So Sorry. It's like, you know, everyone has their own things that they like. And I respect other people. That's why I haven't said anything. Because I said, you know what? He likes it. And what do I know? I'm only one person. Right. You're just going to sit there and make a face so that I can see oh, you yeah. in front of me. Well, I forgot about the camera. Oh my God. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well. You sound like a Dr. Demento opening his show. That's the thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> my name is Kevin, one of your hosts. My name is Ethan. I'm the other host. The critic of my intro. So, we'll, all right. So, what we'll do is we'll workshop something for next season so I can have something that more meets to your approval. Okay, good. But, uh,. Well, the season has finally come to an end, and how are you feeling about it? Uh, I was... I'm sure that it was not a bad episode. Yeah. Probably, if I were able to be objective, but I'm not able really to be objective anymore by this point in the season. So, um, you know, there were elements that I liked... A lot, of the, a lot of the on Discovery I was able to enjoy. I still don't, didn't care about the Kelpian kid. Right. Or any of that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I anticipated being very angry when the season ended because we were just... Our critiques were just getting more and more as the season went on. And mm-hmm. we just kind of fell into this mode of storytelling and our complaints well our critiques were getting kind of repetitive but the show was just now into this sort of like mode where we were just having to respond to all of that and I was not expecting the final episode of the season to kind of redeem the season but I was I mean I was into what was going on if not bored by a lot of these just endless fist fights that are going on but and you know i gotta say that over the course of the show i've been very much somebody who does not believe in saying what mostly haters say when they say when i watch the show and i say you know when they're just like no this is not star trek right mm-hmm and I used to, you know, just say in response, "Well, Star Trek yeah, is like, the title. Of course it is. They own the they own the, they own the copyright of Star and, Trek. This is Star you know, Trek. And they just like it or not. And they just say that because that's just their way of of dismissing it. But I got to tell you, as I'm watching this finale play out, and again I'm watching these these fist fights, and you know, for example, the scene with 
one of the fights going on in the turbo lift, and that, and I forget the guy's name, but he says to um, Book, he says, you know, do you think you or your cat will make a good stain down below? And then Book just kicks him out, and he falls down. And, and like, it's like I just had this realization at this point where, I, where like, those words came to mind. Like, I'm watching this, I'm going, yeah. this is not Star Trek. Like, this is yeah. not... You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. I'm not saying it to discredit Discovery. I'm just saying that this is not like Rick Berman, who used to be the franchise head for a long time after Roddenberry. You know, I saw like in a documentary he would be in. He would talk about how he would be in like meetings with the writers and whatnot, <clears> and they would say, you know, we want to take a character and blow his legs off, and Gene would and and <laughs> Berman would say, you know, this is not the this is not the Star Trek that Gene wanted. Right, and we we often will refer to that too as yeah. I mean, as we as we've talked about, Gene will, he even hated Next Generation. So yeah, he, his sticking truly to his vision would not have been great. But there are certain things. There are certain yeah, things. I get, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, like I'm, I just I don't because and I think a lot of it, a lot of what's happening in this episode, these fights that are kind of going back and forth, the fight with Michael and Osira. Okay, the fight with, again, the fight with Book and the the goons on the on the turbo lift. You know, taking the Star Trek aspect out of it for a second, I'm watching this and I'm saying to myself, I don't know what exactly is happening. Like, I don't know, I don't know why you're punching each other's guts out. I don't know why you're. Wh- I'm like, I don't know what the, what is the dilemma right now? Yeah. yeah well, yeah, and it comes down to because they're the bad guys. Right. That's like we're you know it's like so I I'm being a child of the eighties I feel like sometimes like I'm watching I used to watch that god awful GI Joe cartoon right and it feels like I'm watching that where it's like I don't know that's Cobra so of course they're fighting them like what what why would you ask any more questions than that yeah I, I just I found myself getting um extremely frustrated on that aspect in this episode and even kind of the season like I again I don't like to pull out the phrase this is not star trek right but i i I just when it comes to things like that again i'm just like this is not yeah yeah not only it was not star trek it's not even i don't think it would be enjoyable even if it had a different name right and so, and i just want to talk about the cat bit because i brought it up but it's again it's a very strange uh, moment of uh, the chain being very personal about right. our, the characters, and they did it with Tilly, and now they're doing it with... It just doesn't make any sense. Right. How does he know about his cat? How does he know about... Uh, you know, it's maybe he so knew him. Maybe, I, don't know. I don't know. But still, it's, it's just bizarre. I mean, we've had long, drawn-out sort of battles in Trek before, right? And even the battle sequence in Such Sweet Sorrow... It went on for an entire episode, but mm-hmm. I the exception. But I knew what the stakes were. It was Leyland trying to get the sphere data, right, and Discovery needing to get to the future. Like there was at least like a reason for all of this. And watching what was happening in the finale, like okay, there was a the jeopardy that they were in, in my opinion, was just not strong enough. Story story wise to say because I mean what is it Osiris comes to Starfleet I want an alliance 
it doesn't work out. So what? Now I'm going to kill all of you? I mean... Right. Well, right. But what it became, though, I think, was when she stole the ship... Yeah. It became Michael trying to save the crew, I guess. So I guess that that's motivation. It's motivation, but even then, it still, I think, trickles up to... If something can trickle up, but... It's... Yeah, I get it. Michael has to save the ship from the people who have taken over it. But, again, why have you taken... Like, it's just... I still... I can't... There was something about me being unable to fully accept the jeopardy that they were in. Yeah, and I think also the motivations were not clear because she wanted an alliance, she wanted a score drive. The motivations were not clear. It was all over the place. And nothing... I didn't feel like anything. I didn't feel like anything was at stake. Interesting, because the whole crew was gonna die. No, well, I, well, no. But I, what I mean is, on Discovery itself, yes. But the grander storyline, like, oh yeah, then she was. Well, she, yeah. I think what we were supposed to think was that eventually, once she got back to her well-funded science institute, that we never saw, they would, they would figure out how to use the spore drive and then they also would take the dilithium planet and culver um through adira and the kelpian kid would die mm. well that's what you were supposed to care about whether or not they effectively made you care that's another question well let me then i'll sort of rewrite my statement they did not succeed in getting me to give a shit about any of it Right. Right. Not at all. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've got some, some, like always, I have some huge, Mm -hmm. why why is this even happening moments, and I've got some huge, (laughs) um, that character just said something that no character would say in that situation. Yeah, so what we should do is let's talk about the episode and then we will sort of discuss our feelings on the season completely because normally people who listen to us we generally tend to dedicate a full episode to our review of the season but we have at least in the last three to four weeks have sort of expressed sort of our grievances about things and if we dedicate and we're going to do it again tonight obviously but if we dedicate an entire episode to the season, I think we, we're just going to end up repeating ourselves. So Right, which is why instead we're doing the, the much more positive thing yeah. of we are coming up with our each of us our own season outline, mm-hmm. keeping some of the big ideas from this episode, but laying them out in a way that we think, humbly, is more sensible and would have been more enjoyable. So going through the notes that I took, right? most of my mm-hmm. notes are questions. And not even observations. They're more questions, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, actually, before you do that, I just want to say, right? Much of what we talked about last time is like would need to happen for this to be somewhat satisfying. Did happen, yeah. So that on a big like thirty thousand feet level, yeah, they sort of hit everything that we said yeah, they, they should hit. They, I, so yeah, I think that's a good thing to bring up because they. I don't feel like we are in much of a. Pl- we're in much plot hole situation, right? I, I think where we wind up in all of this, there's definitely some stuff that just got flat out ignored, unless they're just going to continue with it next season. But um, 
for instance, we were talking about how when this came to an end, you know, the word you used last week that I really like is hollow. A lot of this felt, a lot of what was resolved just felt hollow because there was not a proper buildup for it. The payoff did not, wasn't, was either wasn't there or it wasn't strong enough. And I don't mean right. hollow in terms of holodeck, it, just to be clear. <laughs> right. And some of it felt... Um, like, it just... It happened because that's just the way they wanted it to happen. Right. So, for instance, if we go way back to the first episode. I'm getting a little bit into the whole season thing that's here. Right. But we've been jumping around lately, and it's been okay. So... That hope is you, right? Yep. He, that guy seemed to know that hope is you, Michael. Mm-hmm. And it was so certain about it. But the way things unfolded, there's no way that any of that made any sense. No, I think... The hope could not have been you because you're going to do this and then you're going to go and you're going to be half Vulcan and you're going to put you on trial and you're going to convince Navarro to come back. It all just unfolded in such a crazy way. I think... What now that the season has ended, and given the way the season ended, and where they seem to be going for next season, now I feel like that statement has more weight to it. But that that thematically was not felt throughout the season. Right, right. And, the, yeah. and it, if you think about it logically, you thought he was setting the stage for the season. And you thought it, the only reason he said that is because he he knew how the season was going to end because whoever wrote him knew how the season was going to end. It didn't have any basis in the real world of the story, right? Like after all that we went through, because I because I had said to you multiple times over the last few episodes we recorded that I thematically. I don't have I, I didn't have a sense of hope at all this season. Not once. Just in that first episode. Because that was not a thread that was not a theme that they carried throughout the season. And then again, right. given how the season ended, it was it's clear to me that wasn't their intention. That right. was well, you say, but you give yeah, credit. Yeah. There were a few moments. The the Earth episode right. I think was good. A few moments here and there. Right. But um Right. No. That was not Right. It's not a consistent theme throughout, and it was clearly telegraphing what we, what, how this episode played out. Because don't forget, this is that hope is you part two, right? Which, mm-hmm. I, in in retrospect, now I get it, but I, I guess from the way it's written, I don't, I don't know if that's something I fully agree with because. It felt like when, what we saw in the first episode and then what the rest of the season ended up being, I felt like we were watching like an episode from an entirely different season. It just it didn't feel it didn't feel connected at all. Which, no, not at all. which ironically no, no, no. was the theme of the season, the feeling of being disconnected. Yeah. Um, I do have another question about the hope guy. Yep. We'll call him. Yep. So he couldn't hang up the flag without a commissioned officer. But weren't there commissioned officers all over the place because there was still a federation that was operating? Not where he was. He was by himself. 
and he had he was not he had no way to connect with the main federation no how did he get back at the end so we're so we're gonna have to jump to the end for that um <laughs> okay because what what troubles me about the ending specifically like the last five minutes of the episode is they seem to just like hand wave the the federation coming back into existence yes. in the last five minutes yes. so it's, again something that we would have liked to have seen right so we didn't see it we heard it in an epilogue right so with that I'm now, as the viewer, supposed to just, I guess, infer that somebody found him. Now that they've got that, <laughs> with everything yeah. going on, somebody was able to go retrieve him. I, you know, I don't know, but because yeah, well, it's uh, not clear to us how much time has passed since the right. Yeah. And because of that, it makes me question the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I thought that guy was going to be more of a presence this season. Right, like I yeah. thought. No, Cronenberg too. Right, right. Well, and that's another thing. Okay, I mean, you want to talk about stuff that they kind of walked away from. Cronenberg's mm-hmm. character, Kovich, yeah. was there yeah, right. twice in the episode. Oh, yeah, but I still don't know who he is. Like I know his yeah. name, but who is? What a comp- but who uh, again, is? He? What a, what an interesting character to set up. Right, right. he's a scientist or something he wears 20th century clothes he's in, he's fascinated by and studies the 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 terran empire right i mean we're seeing a lot of that set up a good character and then forget about them. what i thought could have been done with him what i thought was going to be done with him because he knew so much about the terran universe because he had this you know so there go he's fascinated by Giorgio. and then Giorgio goes back to the mirror universe or wherever she goes um the problem is, what I think would have made more sense, right? Granted, it's still mysterious, but I think I still would have been okay with this. If only his scenes were with Giorgio. So, like, it lets you think, was he even there and he was only talking to her? Right. Right? But instead, we see him talk to Culver. We see him talk to... Vance. Yeah. Right. It's sort of like, yeah, you're either going to keep him mysterious or have him be a full character. Don't exactly. Just and I thought he, I thought the mysterious way. aspect of it would be he, he's only, he only talks to Giorgio. Like maybe, maybe like a similar like Gray Adira situation. She's the only one that sees him. Right. Or, mm-hmm. I, you know, or do like a Sixth Sense type of thing, right? Like she's the only one that sees him or something like that. Because. Up until Culber and then with Vance, he doesn't, my recollection, he doesn't have any scenes with anybody else but her. So right. I, I would have thought, while still mysterious, I still would have been able to piece something together and say, well, at least that, it, I don't know where they're going, but it kind of makes sense. Right, and even his whole area that he was with Giorgio seemed like it was darker than the rest of the place, and it was you know, right. a place we didn't see in any other way. and mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Yeah, no, we don't. But, but one thing I will give the character, as you mentioned, he was seemed to be the first one that realized the spore drive could allow them to um, connect with all the worlds that they had lost touch with. Yes, and only after Vance realized he had to shoot, he had to try to destroy Discovery. Because I, how many times did I say this season that yeah. 
They could have been doing that the whole time. The season ended with them beginning to carry out the things that I thought they should have been doing in the first place. Right, and and we're I think we're led to believe that they couldn't do it before because they were so busy dealing with the chain, which which I guess we yeah which didn't we didn't get the sense that the chain was anything other than a faraway empire that they were trying to make yeah. a deal with. I mean, the season ends with them saying that they're going to deliver a bunch of uh, dilithium to a bunch of different planets. Now, I have my own notes. I have my own complaint about that, but. But essentially, Discovery has the ability to get to these planets, and I mean they don't use the they they warp away they go away at warp they don't use the the uh, spore drive at the end. But you know Vance Vance makes a particular note earlier in the season where he says to Discovery, "You're my only rapid response," and I'm thinking, "Yes, now go send them out there, <laughs> respond rapidly, go 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 get go send them to Starbase 57 and." You know, I, I just I'm gonna go into more of this with ideas when I give you when I present to you yeah. what my what I would do for the season. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and and I think what I'm so dissatisfied by in the end is this whole uh-huh. the whole thing is dilithium is has run dry or even inert. And the I, I don't even think I was clear with the burn, but right. what what disappoints me is that didn't okay so they found a planet with dilithium and now they're just back to normal like it didn't it didn't move the need like I to me I think what would have been far more satisfying is if there was if they did manage to devise some method alternative method I mean fuck we find out that book now can operate the spore drive because he has this special communion with other life forms. Right? Yeah, which, which, all right, I'm sorry to say, but if all the Kel- if all the tardigrades have been extinct, then who's he connecting with? Well, well, he had the D- it was the DNA. That's the thing. I have no idea. But okay. Now I could not recall if it was previously established that all tardigrades had gone extinct. Right now. Obviously, we were saying in the first season and even into the second season, well, this is why the sport doesn't work, because it requires some sort of, you know, you have to harm a life form to get the damn thing to work, and the ethical mm-hmm. implications of it are just too much. But Book and his people have this talent to communicate with other life forms, and, you know, they could have easily written something in that to say, like, you know, to change things a little bit, to say, like, you know, we're not hurting them anymore or something like that. And I was so... I just thought that that would have paid off better to the first episode because, you know, what if Starfleet's not using dilithium anymore? Okay, fine. But you now you bring on books people into the Federation to operate the spore drive on these. Sh- and, and you can, you know, you can also write something in there maybe to say, like, you know, we've successfully been able to implement the spore drive on other Federation vessels and because they kept the scientist guy. Right, and I never, I never saw, I don't remember any particular scene when that de- arrangement was made. Yeah, so, right, we saw him, and he clearly Osiris tried to kill him, and then the next scene we see he's there on the bridge, and he's with them on the bridge. But there was nothing where they talked to him, and he said, uh, "You know what? I've decided that I have to join you." Exactly, and 
Come on, Book is still on board. What is that? How could you not have that scene? But like, and Book is still on board, and I'm thinking, uh, well, why is he still on board? Because Stamets is back. What, well, what are they doing? Stam- why is he there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stamets was sent on. Okay, let's sh- let's make some attempt at going sort of chronologically. <laughs> I know we're all we're, we're we're jumping all over the place. Like so during the firefight. Yeah. This is about one Which of my one? questions. The first one, when um, Vance first started to fire on Discovery. Oh, the 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 ship firefight, yeah. Yes, and uh, he said, "Get Stamets on a civilian transport. Get him as far away out of here." There's civilians there. Um, I, 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 it sounded familiar from the first season or from the first episode, but I think there was some mention of that. Yes, I, I could be wrong. But okay, and I got to say, all those Federation vessels in there have worse aim than stormtroopers do. <laughs> they could not. I mean, I know it's your hero ship; you can't destroy it. But my God. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then we have the Navar ships come in. I was like, oh, this is cool. I don't think we saw a Navarian or a Navar ship. They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They did nothing. And we didn't even see them. Or if we did, we saw them. They were a tiny speck on the from far away. And to that, I mean, Osira's ship was outside firing on the base, right? And I'm thinking, I know you've got your Federation ships occupied for some reason because they can't seem to disable Discovery, but can't you send some of them out there to take care of Osiris' ship too? Right. Because Burnham says to her, you're outgunned. Yeah, yeah right, 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 yeah, you're outgunned. So, yeah. Well, we never got a sense that they were outgunned. Never got a sense that and they plus, were outgunned. I wanted to see the Navarre ships. I wanted to see something of them. It reminds me of... We did see um, them a little bit because the, like, they did look like the Vulcan ships. They had the same kind okay. of yeah, but, but we didn't see any of the people from it no. until the end. No. There were, it reminds me of two other moments. One when Tilly uses great deductive skills to realize that Osira is disguised as a Federation ship. Yep. She figures it out, but it doesn't help them in any way. Right. And then the same thing happens with Vance. He figures out it's her, but it doesn't help them in any way. Yep. Now Michael sends a distress call. The VAR comes to save the day, and that doesn't help them in any way. You know what else didn't help them in any way? What? The sphere data. Oh my god, you're right. That's how last week's episode ended. Wait a minute. Oh my god. You know what the sphere data did? What? Sphere data picked up Owo and saved her. No, you're right. But, but think about that for a moment. This is a database with all information for the world, and its pivotal role in the finale, when it comes back to save the day, is that it carries a character. It's last episode ended with the, the three little dot, the dot yeah, the threes. Right. It right. didn't do anything. But it ultimately didn't do anything. And I think we can just wrap it up right now. I think this show's over. I think we can just. That's it. Nothing more to say. I mean, because you you went to the you went to the you took the effort of making that the hook for the for your final for your episode last week. Yeah. And because remember, I said to you, I, th- I said I think the sphere is going to save them in the end. Yeah. And while it saved one person, okay, great. It didn't do anything. But it wasn't. I feel like it was made out to be more pivotal than it was ended up being. Oh my god, you're right. 
And now, okay, so this brings me to another question, right? So that's good. Sphere Data saved itself, so I guess they at least have it for the future. But obviously, they set it up to seem like they were going to save them somehow. Yeah. Now, and the Sphere Data had to hide itself in the droids because they were wiping the computer, correct? Uh, well, they didn't fully wipe it because they had that one line of code in there still. But that was the Sphere Data. The Sphere Data. Okay, so how was it that Michael was able to access the computer every time she got to it by using her access code before she went to the data center? She had one of the things that they were to get access to it, but I, I feel like it was a little bit too um, Who does? ambiguous. Michael that the, does. That the regulators used? Yeah. But she was using her own name and her own access code. Because she reset the, she reset the ship. When? She went into the computer core and actually literally... I'm talking, she did it twice before she got to the computer core. But she did it twice before she got to the computer core. She did it in... In the in the, in the lift? Right. And then she did it somewhere else. I think she did it outside, and then... It, but when they got inside, I remember her saying, I can't, I'm not going to be able to, to get around this in time. So I think she was like doing some like hacking or something like that. That's why they were able to get in, because she's like, I can't... I can't fix this in time or something to that effect. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, the escape from sick bay annoyed me because, but that's, Oh yeah. The escape from sick bay. Right. Cause yeah, well that, that was, yeah, it was okay. I guess. I mean, whatever you gotta, I mean, I'm willing to kind of ignore that one, but what, what I was kind of hoping those dot 23s were going to be is I thought they were going to sort of, serve a more of like an R2-D2 purpose where they just sort of like hack into something. Yeah. Open doors. Or, like... or do anything related to the fact that they're sentient AI um, databases, not that they're robots that can pick things up. Instead, they transfer the data transferred itself into three different dots, which just gave them three more little robots to shoot, to shoot at people. And yeah. ultimately, we only ended up with one of them in the end anyway. Which they reprogrammed, and I think it had. It sounded like it had the voice of Zora from Calypso, but like, okay, this this sphere data just comes up when it's and is utilized when it's convenient, and I like I don't know. Yeah, if the ship has an AI, it's got to have it all the time. Exactly. It can't just be when you feel like using it. Like they, it's got to be an integral part of the show that the ship is now sentient. They, they couldn't destroy Discovery in the finale of season two because the sphere data was protecting it, and I, I don't understand why it was not able to stop Osira. Stop Osira from hacking the. You know, I mean, look, you got to have drama, and I get it. Okay, this is when like the. You got to move yeah. the plot. Like I, I understand that, but it's another example of te- of Trek technology only working or not working as the script needs it to. And and but at least we usually get an explanation. This is not. It's not totally Discovery's fault. Trek has fallen down yeah. this path. But I, usually we get told why. You know. Oh, there's. Radiation storm right. over the still, planet, so we can't use communication or transport. Like, okay, fine, but yeah. But at least you let us know. Because the problem is, Trek's technology is so like magical. Yeah, it could even it could invalidate an entire episode. It could invalidate right. an entire situation. Yeah, it's like how most uh, horror films and suspense films right. 
old ones if they were cell phones the movie wouldn't work yeah i mean so i'm so here's the thing i'm willing to give them kind of a pass on that what i'm not willing to give them the give them a pass on is just what i said earlier like what i've been saying throughout the season it bothers me that the sphere data itself the the idea that a consciousness is emerging from all of this and intelligence is emerging from all of this is not a bigger concern to anybody and it's not affecting anything about the ship right i mean it's just another opportunity where it could have been something interesting to explore that was left to not explore now here's a question i have speaking of the escape from the um the sick bay well actually even before that so when michael realizes that she has to just let them go is when osiris says shoot the pesticide at the navarian ships do you have any idea what that was about well it's the the pesticide that they had on the planet for those for the fireflies right but i I don't know what that does in space and right right so it was pesticide and it was gonna yeah, I don't know. It seemed like though. What's that? It seemed like Michael said, "Oh no, they're gonna shoot pesticide at them." Are they made out of plant? Are they bugs? I don't get it. So anyway, that was confusing. I mean, you're not gonna then, you're not gonna you're not gonna take a can of off and spray it on yourself, right? But never. But like. Yeah, but they have shields. And it's just a barrel of pesticide. You're in space. Like what? Again, yeah, you have sh- and you're inside. It's, su- it's not a missile. It's not a. Fa- it's not a. It's a. Anyway, like, so I, I to believe it's like a biological weapon. I don't know. I, okay. We don't know. All I knew was that it killed the bugs. <laughs> um, all right, so let me get this straight on book. So they need book because book is the only one that knows how to get to the planet with the dilithium. Right. Book says no. So their their plan is they're going to torture book, so that Michael feels guilty. And then convinces Book to help them, right? Does that seem like an odd and backwards plan? Well, you're gonna torture him and maybe kill him. The only one that can actually help you, because they want to get there for the for the dilithium, right? But I would also yeah. say, well, you would have had the coordinates of it if you didn't delete the entire database, Osira. Right. I it just. Something about that seemed wrong. Wouldn't you torture Michael so that Book would feel bad, and then give it to them? Or I don't know. It just seemed well, like both have the, same. Was a, the thing is they added an extra step. The two of them have the same information, so I think you could have just done either one. Either one of them. Michael has it too. No, I don't think so because it was never Michael. She was on. It was never. She was on the. It was never Michael. You have to tell us. It was Michael. You have to tell him to tell us. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But but and but. Still, Michael was on that planet, so she would also know where it is. Yeah, but I think he he's some, he's the navigator. I don't know. Somehow he had to tell them, and the way to do it was to torture him, so that Michael would tell him that he should tell them. And Osira seems was like, very convoluted. When they were back at the planet two weeks ago, she was like, "I think your captain's down on that." I mean, she wouldn't have known that Michael was on the planet because that was her, she didn't know Michael then. Yeah, but and so then, and the person says, "Michael says I got you to." book hmm. and then the regulator lead regulator says um this is a no-win situation yeah that was no one would say that in that moment that that seems so strange i mean that was a cute nod to the wrath of khan but i mean i know but it didn't it didn't make any sense 
it didn't make any sense. Thank you. Because it was it. Mm, okay. <laughs> so, but Michael rescues Booker. Why? And I say, why does the ship? Res- why does the ship respond to Michael's codes when she rescues him? Um, and then she gets on the intercom. Yep. And she says something about fireworks. And then the weird question that I think it's um, Reese asks. <laughs> right. Instead of like, what does that mean? Or what do we do? He says, who is she talking to? <laughs> because. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're asking. Yeah, you're asking. Because the rest of the crew is not on board the ship. Osira brings them over there and shuttles to Starfleet, as she says, as an act of good faith. So they're yeah. the only ones left on the ship. Yeah. And like, yeah, who's she talking to? It's like She's talking to you guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it's just a weird. Why would someone? Yeah, because and you've been down that. this road many times this season. You like, there have been so many times in specific moments where you're like, that's not the question I would ask. That should be asked in that moment. That's the question anyone would ask. Right. <laughs> So then they're going to blow up the... So we found out the reason why they separated the nacelles, by the way, so that they could do this. Right. And so they're going to blow it up. And Well, no, but they said... But this is something else. So the nacelles are not attached to the ship, first off. Yeah. So they have to hit the magnetic field that holds them to get on. So they say, we have to get into the nacelles. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> like, but the nacelles aren't attached. Yeah. And then you find out Opal, when they were at warp, they do attach. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't know that because Discovery never goes to warp. It's always yeah. using the spore drive. Yeah. Um, and then why did the place where she went to look like the original series? Um, what do you call it? We went and we looked at it with the. You look into it and it looks like it's really deep in engineering. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looked like that. That was in a cell. Yeah, that wasn't a cell. I thought that was the no. It uh, oh the, like main oh, energy place. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she was looking inside the nacelle. We we've even seen it on Next Generation. Oh, no, it actually no. looked a little bit similar on Next Gen too. Okay, yeah. okay, that's fair. So then, but when they're coming up with this plan, they say, "Oh, and then it'll detach to the cell, and then we'll fall out of warp, and then our allies can catch up to us." Right. But also the Osiris. They're ship. being pursued by their allies. But, Osiris ship, which is also following you, can catch up to you. Which it does. And it gobbles up Discovery. But the Allies did they, didn't... Did they know that there were Allies following no, them? No, but... He, did, did they know that they were coming down the same exact route, that a, if they just slowed down, they would catch up with them? There's a moment you actually see them at warp, right? Yeah. And you see the Federation fleet following them. Okay, but here's the thing. They drop out of warp... And ultimately, the Allies don't do anything anyway, because they're at warp and they probably didn't notice. Because when, when, because skipping ahead for a minute, when Osiris ship explodes from the inside out, you see the other Federation vessels outside, and I'm thinking, so they were just sitting there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And I mean. I, I, like, here's the thing. I feel like any other series, and I don't mean Star Trek series, any other, like, show or movie, this would be okay. Because 
And the reason why I say this is because Trek fans, it's the most nitpicky fan base out there. We catch everything. We catch just about everything. And we catch it all the time. On Discord. Like they're just structurally there are just things that don't make any sense. Yeah. But also I feel that any show I don't think Trek fans are uniquely I don't know. I just think that a, a show, any show that expects to be taken at all seriously, that it's not just total throwaway garbage. Hogwash. <laughs> That's not just some trashy ABC show, right? <laughs> yeah. Should make sense. It's just like, I don't think that that's a good excuse for any show is that like, well, you know, nobody's really paying attention. I mean, come on. If that's no, your attitude either, towards your I, own show, I don't either, then but I just think you should that get another job. I don't either, but I just think if, that when that sort of stuff happens on any of the show, nobody catches it. Cause they're just like, well, I was entertained, so I don't care. Maybe if it's like, um, the new Magnum PI or something, but you know, it's, just, I don't know. Like I can't, if you think of other, I just think a show of Star Trek's caliber—that's the wrong way to, to, for them to be. Of any any show, though, it's that expects to be taken at all seriously. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and again, ultimately, I don't know where all of this is going because even in that sick bay scene, Michael says, "This could." My, Michael says, "I think this could spell the end of the Federation," and I'm thinking. Okay, but why? Yeah, why? 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 The, the Federation was growing right along without any... I guess maybe because... Okay, here's why. Because I've only no, seen that one Emerald Chain ship. I was going to say because maybe because if they get to the Dilithium planet, they'll have all the Dilithium, they'll be able to... But I mean, I but that was without getting to the Dilithium. That was without getting to the Dilithium planet. Yeah, we just because the show insists it, and we have to accept it. I mean, maybe it's because no... Maybe it could also be because every Federation ship seems to have the worst aim I've ever seen. I mean, they couldn't even hit right. Discovery. I mean, so um, yeah, I I was not able to fully follow what the dilemma was because I think it's it's like the finding the source of the burn is going to save everything. Which I mean, ultimately, yes, it was well, does, but but. But, she didn't know that when she was investigating, right. yet she kept insisting it was true. And I gotta tell you, my as we the more we talk about this, the more my head just continues to spin round and round and round. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I mean, I don't know. I think and I'm sorry for the listeners, because I feel like I'm not delivering you a good uh good content here, but I'm just I'm flabbergasted. Well Okay. One thing I want to mention, and I don't want to spend too much time on it, because I'm I'm just I'm so I just don't even know what to think. Every article is talking about this. Every forum post I see is talking about this. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I just want to say, I don't, I don't get the turbo lift system at all. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why discovery (laughs) has space mountain inside of its hull. I I just don't even like, I was willing to just, when we would see sort of fleeting glances of it prior to this, I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't like it. Yeah, you can just ignore it because they were just, you just see them going from one place to another. But and like, you can just think, well, that's stupid. But now it was a critical part of the story. It's, we're in there for so long. 
yeah. you see turbo lifts flying around left and right, not even on a track. Yeah. And they're going through like. Where, where are they going? And I'm like, who's in them? And I'm saying to myself like, and this is, and I'm going to like, and it's so huge. And I'm like, where yeah. am I? What is happening? Yes. Where are they going? What is and then this? One of my notes says, is there a city inside the ship? I know. Because it looked like they were flying over a city. I'm like, what, um, what is happening right? I'm like, it made no sense. This? And then they're falling to their death, and it's like they're falling out of a like huge cliff. So, why is that in the ship? So, I mean, if I ride a turbo lift on Discovery and something malfunctions, I'm essentially in a death trap? You just plummet to your death, yeah. Like, they weren't even... Attempting to have it make any sense. It made no... Well, they weren't even on a track. I mean, I don't right. know if that's a result of, of like the upgrade. They were just flying around. Then later they were on this weird like track where they were going in between the the frames and hitting like force fields or something like that. And I'm like, I, I'm like, yeah. I literally, I'm watching this and I'm like, I literally <laughs> have no idea what is happening right now. And if they just got rid of all that negative space, you wouldn't need a turbo lift because you just would open the door and you'd already be there. Because turbo lifts are supposed to operate, as we've seen demonstrated in the franchise before. It's still, it's a glorified elevator. They they're in a tube. Yeah. Turbo just means they, I think, just implies they go faster than elevator. But they also go <laughs> yeah. vertical and horizontal. And I'm, I'm this like, it, it makes absolutely no logical sense at all. And look, I'm I'm with Trek. I the logic of the technology. Like I, I'm I'm extremely non nitpicky because I have right. to suspend my disbelief. But I, I just I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. and especially when it clearly. Point. It it, it 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 reminds me of a nut, something else that didn't make sense and didn't really go anywhere was the metaphor for fear the smoke monster yeah well um yeah it, those are expensive to do those are special effects heavy things to do and it's just see why are they w- spending this money to make these things that don't add anything like what I the thought huge cavernous turbo lift area or the smoke monster and you know and even that smoke monster right. Now, like many of us, I was not thrilled at the reason for the burn, right? But what confuses me, or what I'm maybe a little disappointed by even a little bit more, is that your theory came true. That oh yeah, you know. But what I thought it was when we got to the planet, I thought maybe his scream was because he was face to face with that thing, and that's why it was locked up. I thought is yeah, it locked no, up the... because of you know what I mean? I can't hear you. When I look at that story, it is so much extra to it that didn't affect it. Right. Like, you didn't need to have... You didn't need to have the whole M.C. Escher-like stare palace. Mm -hmm. You didn't need to have the smoke monster. You didn't need to have the gormagander. You didn't need any of that stuff, um, and none of it added to the story. I didn't think. Right. And so you did not. I don't. I just feel the monster didn't add anything. He needed to face this horrible traumatic memory, and that was enough for me. I didn't need a. a yeah, the monster a, was no was not there for any reason. Yeah, I didn't need a physical manifestation of it. It didn't add anything. It just confused it. What I thought it was originally there for was that because he was raised in the holodeck, they needed to have something in there to sort of represent the different types of emotions that you should grow up having, and fear being one of them. But oh. 
That would have been cool. Um, I mean, ultimately, but even then, um, the scenes between Saru and him, they're good. I, I enjoy them. But, you know, when they beam down to that planet a few episodes ago, as we said, Culber's reason for wanting to go is so he can help him because he was in a similar situation or something to that effect. But Culber does not help him at all. It's all Saru. Right. right. Yeah, it's all Saru. And because Michael told him he had to. Actually, when you look at it, it all seems like a. It all can read as a plot for Michael to take over Discovery. How so? Because he. He wanted to go back to the ship, right? No, no, no. You have to stay here. You have to help him. Don't, don't follow your emotions. You have to stay here. You're, you're out of control. Right. Stay here. Right. And then she goes back and then saves the day. Tilly makes her captain. And Saru's down there the whole time. Saru's going to come back and be like, oh, so I'm not captain? When did this happen? I, I just think that... I think the threat of another burn should have been the worry that they needed to prevent. Right? Like, I, I, I think that... Because when you think about it, they... The, the idea behind it is that they just can't trigger him. Because he'll scream, and he'll unleash another burn. Right? But... Mm. What I think should have, what could have been done here is, I, I think I mentioned this before, like, you could have played it a little bit like the way Spock had a uh, connect, a com- I keep saying the word communion these last few days, but the way Spock had a communion with the Genesis planet in Star Trek Three, And so when the planet was destroying itself, Spock was feeling all of that because he had some connection to it all. And... Mm-hmm. Sukal obviously had some strange connection to this planet, the Dilithium, and that sort of thing. And I wish there had been some kind of, you know, their idea is like, let's just get him out, get him out of here. And yeah. Like I would have, you could have added a dilemma in there that says he's lived here his whole life. He's got some connection to this planet. There's no telling what could happen to him if we take him away from here, because this is all he knows. Right, can his body has adapted to the yeah. being that close to that much dilithium. Can he survive off this planet? Yeah, right. But instead, no. It's like, oh, once the, once the bond's broken, he won't be a danger. Well, what, what was it um, when they said, "Oh, I just don't want the, another burn to happen," and and Culber says there won't be. I'm like, well, how do you know that? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> he looked at it for a minute and like, yeah, no, it's not. So I, I mean. It was just a story that I just didn't fully latch onto because it was an enormous waste of time. Enormous waste of time, as I just feel like a lot of what they did this season was. And I mean, I would say, looking at the season as a whole, they really did not make use of the time that they had very wisely. No. No. It, it, it. Immensely dissatisfying. So Is that better. Yeah. So we've we've covered a lot, but um, be, 
I want to see what else you have before we talk about what ultimately happened at the end of this episode. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was one point. Uh, okay, so this is my like odds and ends, I guess, to steal the um, yeah. whoever reviews it for IO9. I think that's what they call it. Um, so when they were on the elevators and Michael was on the roof, and then there was a point where she fell through the elevator roof, but it seemed like a Jedi was there and pulled her down with the Force because there was no reason for it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Michael gave her final one-liner to Osiris Corpse. <laughs> that was odd. Oh, and let me just talk about that really quickly. That fight between them, so with Osiris mm-hmm. being defeated, when when Osiris like shoves her into the whatever that mm-hmm. is, is that supposed to be programmable? I don't know. What programmable matter. I don't. I don't know what was supposed to happen. Like, I, I guess I don't get the logic behind that. Yeah, like why would you do that and then assume that it's all over without knowing? Like Osira was not killed in a good way. Like she she gets shoved in there, she looks back, and then Michael just shoots out of there. Like I, I just I, I don't I, I I don't know. I'm just I'm very. First of all, it was a fight yeah, that went on way too long, in my opinion. Anyway, but yeah, and I I don't I don't find it very satisfying that the conclusion is like killing the the bad guy, quote unquote. Right. Because as we, the only thing I liked yeah. about it was when Michael coughed up the programmable data. That was kind of neat looking. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of comparisons to something that happened to a similar moment in Superman three. For that, but yeah. Um, but we learn. Toward the end, we'll get to. We'll continue with the odds and ends in a second. But just mm-hmm. to put a put a cap on that, mm-hmm. we learned that with Osiris' death, that the Emerald Chain has collapsed. Right. I didn't like that. I thought that was too neat because they had a Congress, they, they had science institutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's a little bit like uh, I guess the Empire falling when the. Um, Palpatine is killed, but you know that's a whole different thing. I, I would have found it much more interesting if now that she's gone, now Starfleet can negotiate with the Congress of the Chain. Right. That would have been much more interesting to me. It was a little too tidy. Well, again, they they just they they hand waved everything at the end. All of it. I yes. mean, all of that, and that was. Yeah, I mean that was that's extremely disappointing in my opinion. Yes, and Michael reprograms the computer. So then, at that point, I was like, okay, now her codes can work, but I still didn't buy it before. Yeah. Um, it was the very last Jedi, the explosion of the Viridian. Yeah, when they yeah I remember that when they hyper hyper hyperdrive through the fleet. Yeah. Yep. Um, which I did, which I did think was really cool. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, I gotta give them credit. I thought that book acting as Stamets, I didn't like it, because that didn't make logical sense to me, but when they first suggested it, at least Detmer did the thing that the show never does. It says, wait, so you're saying because his people can do that, he'll be able to do it just because of who he is? So at least they didn't just all accept it immediately. Right. So I gotta give them credit for that. You gotta give him credit for developing an idea. Properly. Yes, and not just yeah. yes. Um, 
I didn't. Uh, Tilly giving Michael command didn't. I didn't sit okay. right with me. Um, yeah, I, I. I'm very. I'm torn on that. I. I see where you're coming from. Because I, I think. Well, let me explain. Because I told you some of it to you before, but Tilly had done it. Actually, done exceptionally well. Hmm. In this, I know the ship was taken. I know the, the chain doesn't think she did, and they're very uh, eager to tell her. But you know, given the circumstances, she did very, very well. She kept the crew together when when they were you know dying slowly and suffocating. Um, I think she did great. But now it's just like, well, of course, no, Michael, you do it. And plus, I don't know that she has the authorization to do that. She's the acting captain, right? And she's just gonna hand it over like that. Plus. Saru. Tilly doesn't know what's going on with Saru at that point. I I just I yeah. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay. I'm so close did you, to how, like, how did you feel about it? I, I well I looked at it as this. I mean, even though Tilly is the acting captain, she's still an ensign. Michael is a commander. So she does She's a science officer. Outrank her, but I I have to assume that an acting captain can just say has like a special privilege to say like I, I don't I don't feel comfortable I don't want to do this I need somebody else to do this <laughs> right I, I I don't know I I I don't I don't know I don't know the I don't know the sort of like um no, I only laugh because I imagine Kirk saying I'm not comfortable I don't want to do this. <laughs> Right, I mean, we're not all uh, as staunched as Kirk is, right? Right. right so, right. Uh, uh, all right, all right. I mean, I know, I know, that, I know also, a huge problem for me, but yeah, I know also that the season has ins- just insisted that that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, well, yeah. So let's 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 get to that if we can. Sure. So the the season ends. With so first so as we get there we find out that the Emerald Chain has collapsed the Trill rejoined the Federation which is great which is one of the things that we said you know it'd be nice if they at least end the season with somebody rejoining the Federation. yes so I think and we it, mentioned yeah. Earth the Trill Navar so I think in, because those are the hope that they spread so it actually makes some sense so when it came to that that was nice I was glad that we actually got that that was that was nice. Um, and it seemed like the Federation, you know, there's hope for the Federation now. That's great. And we and we see the guy from the beginning of the season. Somehow, As yeah. we said, he's there. Um, and Burnham has a conversation with Vance. And mm-hmm. the next thing we know, Burnham... I guess I'm going to say about the conversation with Vance. Okay, go ahead. All right. So Vance says... I like I know what you're going to say. You were the one who wrestled with how to be... But this time, what this time requires of us, and you challenged me to do the same. I didn't. I don't think any of that happened this season. No. What does that even mean? I don't know. Though, okay, so that's my. So I'm glad you say that because my all the dialogue at the end, I have a big. What the hell does this mean? <laughs> because Michael gives this little um, voiceover. Right. And I'll get to that when we get to it. But that also didn't make any sense to me. But so it's like. I want to see the show that Vance was talking about because it sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, because that didn't happen. Well, so 
Saru, so essentially, you know, Discovery does. So let me just kind of fill us in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Discovery goes back to the Dilithium planet. They rescue everybody on down on the planet. Um, oh, we also have to talk about it really quick, but we'll get to it. Um, uh, they rescue everybody. They get back on Discovery. Saru takes um, Sukal back to Kaminar, which I noticed has a very large city now, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I, w- I would just like to say, I think that that is almost what I said about him dying. Yeah. I think him leaving. He got out of the way for... Yeah. Yes. Um, and Michael has achieved the rank of captain and mm-hmm. is now the captain of Discovery. Now, I... I have so many thoughts on this. Now, I think ultimately, when you think back to the original premise of the show, that's probably where this was going anyway, right? She was probably going to be promoted to captain at some point, right? That to me felt like maybe that's a final episode type of thing, had they Mm -hmm. been able to stay true to their original premise. But the journey to get Michael to this point has been so convoluted, so badly handled. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, if we get into next season and like three episodes in, she loses her captaincy, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I'm gonna stop watching the fucking show. Gets a new boyfriend. I, I, dude, I swear to God, because I just I don't. The journey yeah. to get to this point just has not. She's just been not not well handled about this at all. And like I, I, I just the way the characters just defer to her for everything. Like she's the most important person who ever lived. I mean, I, I just I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like I, I don't wanna like I'm hesitant to get too critical because it just seems like it's 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 cool to hate on this character. But I just I didn't buy the journey the whole way. I, I I I'm sorry, but I did not. I just I don't think that she was well written to get. I totally to this agree. Point. And, and you know I know that a lot of the criticism is just, and we've heard it from other shows. I'm not saying anything it, new, yeah. But no, I mean no, no. I'm saying a lot of the criticism is just more of that like sexist and racist. To be right. honest, right. And. We just don't like how she's been written. No, I, I th- and it's been so inconsistent. One this season, as we talked about, one episode she's totally committed to Starfleet. The next episode she is doesn't think she belongs, and there was no rhyme or reason to it until her trial with the Navarians. Then at least there was some consistency after. But it was just from episode to episode, you didn't know which Michael you were going to get. No, and I think that Michael, in my opinion, Michael was handled the best. In the first season, there was a defined. You saw that fall, and then she just. There was a defined be, beginning and end point. And as and as you've heard me say many times, when the first season came to an end, and she got her rank back, I said, "Well, it feels like to me now the show's premise has been fulfilled. Now what right. do we do with her? Right. So I feel like since then." Even going back to the second season, 
the show has really struggled with what to do with her. And I think it was all the more evident this season that they did not quite know what to do with her. Yeah, uh, it's... I, I don't know. It's it's seems as if it's in her contract that she has to be on screen for 68% of the season or something. Because no matter what, there's always kind of like put her at the center of everything, even when it doesn't make sense. And there's been some great episodes. Like, actually, let's look at two of our favorite episodes. One was Unification 3, where she was very much at the center. Yep. The other one was the one with the trill. Yep. Where she sort of was very much a side character. Yeah. And I just think that it's so rare that she just is kind of another member of the crew. That's what I want to see. The thing is, like, I get it. Okay, Discovery is supposed to be the Michael Burnham show, right? And I like the idea, Mm -hmm. but I liked the initial premise of the main character focusing on somebody who was not the captain, as Trek has done in the past. But I feel like you, you quickly begin to realize that there's only so much you can do with this because... Ultimately, we the viewers need to be aware of what's going on. We need to know, we need to be informed on the command decisions, and she's going to take well, part in a lot of these things. Or would it, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think you could do any show. I mean, you could write any show well. That it just they just haven't. I mean, Lower Decks destroys my position entirely, but. Lower Decks at least has, the senior staff is the secondary cast on the show. So we still see what's going on. Right. We just spend the most time with the Lower Decks crew. Right. So in your take, do you feel like Michael, at this point, has earned the role to be the captain of the ship? Um, yeah, why not? We if Tilly's about, the like, captain, we always talk about things that the show does that are unearned, right? So, yeah, it's strange because I feel it's probably earned. Yeah, but I can't. I couldn't explain how. Yeah, everyone did follow her into the future. True. True. Do we trust her though? Do we trust her judgment? I mean, we've only gotten. It's only been a few episodes that she's been kind of acting, yeah, you know, yeah, rationally or not rationally, but she's been—I don't know, I don't know, it's tough. The thing, I, it, you know, it kind of goes back to that quote though of of Vance. Yeah, you're the one you wrestled with how to be. You challenged me to do the same. You wanted to know. You, you figured out what this time requires of us. Yeah, I I didn't. I would like to wish that that was true, and that's what we had talked about. Mm-hmm. Her year away, she could maybe like learn some things that would help her, but I never saw that happen. Yeah, at least not on screen, because as we know, so much stuff happened off screen. Right. Yeah. So if she, so, I sort of I don't feel one way or the other about it. I think one of the and yeah, I, I'm fine with it. I. As I said, I'm not a fan of the journey it took to get her there. I don't think it was handled well. But it's like, okay, she's there now. Now let's just kind of deal with it. I, you know, we'll see the ramifications of this come next season. But like I said, if she loses that captaincy, I'm just, I'm, I seriously will stop watching because I just 
Yeah. Right. The other thing I wanted to just touch on really quickly, we didn't get we didn't get to it. Um, the Adira and Gray story. Oh yeah. Now I I think it's a very I think it's well done. I enjoy it. I like them. I just don't know what it is or where this is going. Yeah, I like the character a lot yeah. as the character, but when I I even wrote it in my notes. So Gray is a real character now? Question mark. Yeah, that was and, and I just I don't. It doesn't. You know, obviously it's Star Trek, but all that Gray is, if I'm understanding Trill properly, is like a bit of memory or consciousness that is biologically inside another person. Right. But she's the only... Adira is the only one seeing Grey. He obviously manifested on the holodeck, and everybody else saw him. And Culber assures him that they'll figure out a way to get him to... to, to bring him in, I guess. Right. And that... And he was I on the bridge like. at the end, but I don't think I don't think they had solved it yet. He was just there. But right. The I, thing yeah. that because the thing that I always thought was that Gray was just making Adira see him. He wasn't really there. Right. That's what I thought. Because that's the only thing that makes any sense. Right. Yeah. So I, I clearly this is going to go into next season. Now, is this something that requires a resolution? I don't know, but I would have at least liked to have seen something come of it. I, I ultimately I don't know. I don't know what this story is. I don't like. I'm just. I don't fully. I mean, it's really touching. I love those scenes together. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't know where they're going with this. Right, and once yeah. again, it's like another element added at the last minute yeah. that we didn't need. And and why is why is he manifesting himself? I I just I don't. I don't know. There's, there's, there are things to be answered, and I just, I don't know what the, I don't know what the, I don't know what the point of this story is. Yeah, I sort of liked it better as Adira's story, and yeah. Gray was a part of it. Right. What I thought it was going to be was, and maybe it still could be, but if it is, it's taking way too fucking long to do this. When Adira finally came to terms with what they were, in terms of like after the after that episode with all of the different past trill hosts i thought gray was going to i thought maybe there would have been some kind of identity struggle there and gray was going to be the one to help adira along and find out and find who they were or find them be comfortable with you're a trill you have a symbiont inside of you yeah. i thought that's maybe what they would have done I also yeah. thought, and I think I said this early on in the season, with Adira having the knowledge of all these trills, I saw that as an opportunity to... Of all these other symbionts, I'm sorry. I saw that as an opportunity to be kind of the Discovery Crew's key to f- filling in the gaps of all the years that came between them and the 32nd century, if something mm-hmm. like that came up. But... yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that. Like, I don't remember how many. I don't remember how far back her life, um, the lives of that symbiont go. 
but I would have thought... Yeah, we saw about, what, maybe eight? Eight of them, or something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah, so you could figure... So, but pretty far. Like, one of the things that Dax did all the time on DS9 was when Dax was recalling something from one of her previous hosts, Dax would say, Curzon... Dax would mention the name, Curzon, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just... Surely Adira had a symbiont inside who was there during the burn and mm-hmm. potentially may have could have information, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't... Because <laughs> yeah. a trill yeah. is a... A symbiont's a database, really, of memories. Yeah. And how come there was no... You wouldn't... You would at least check. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't have anything, but you would ask. Yeah. yeah. It is... The whole symbiont part, once it was established... They didn't do anything with ev- Except for Grey, periodically. Right. Yeah. It's um, it's all gobbledygook, and rarely does anything affect anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little cynical at this point, but that's that's how. But I feel. you're not wrong though, because making it was a because it was a great idea. They just didn't do anything with it beyond yes, beyond like that. most of the ideas this season, right? And that's one of my major criticisms of the season is that once again you're telling too many stories in such a short span of time and the show did not have any first of all you know first of all I'm going to come out and say I think this was hands down the weakest season of the show so far yeah, that's, yeah, that's wild because you heard a reaction if you're longtime listeners to the end of last season but even with that end I preferred last season yeah I agree like I because now The show just didn't. It just it jumped around too much, and didn't stay focused on one thing, right? And yes. you, not to say that you necessarily have to, but it. No. They the show. It, I, I kept getting the sense that the show was introducing these stories, and then would lose interest in it, and then want to go off to do something else, and but ultimately. What the burn was, it didn't seem like it was that difficult to solve. It it didn't seem as crucial as we were led to believe. I mean, it was definitely a galaxy-changing event, right? But mm-hmm. it didn't seem... Ultimately, it didn't... The importance of it didn't come off the way it was presented to us. And mm-hmm. I think... Again, I think a lot of time was wasted on developing these ideas, these characters, these enemies. I mean, when you could have spent some time introducing us more to the Emerald Chain or giving us a better sense of who they are that way, that scene with the negotiation between Osira and Vance, that way for it to land harder, but instead, I mean, I'm repeating myself, you know, I get two episodes on Giorgio. I get two episodes setting up another show. I get a full episode on... Book's brother. I mean, some Emerald Chain stuff in there, yes. But, mm. you know, at the expense of all of that, I, we get these boring, nonsensical episodes that don't really seem to amount to anything. 
and yeah. some stuff I think just didn't even fully add up. Like you know, the the plot with Detmar when she had <laughs> I forgot about PTSD, that. but I mean it wasn't even yeah. it wasn't even done. <clears throat> they just wrote it off. Right. And when, um, yeah. here's another thing. Remember, I guess it sort of came to something, but I didn't like the idea, but it, 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 it could have been something was the, the, the melody. The, the melody was the melody is what they used to uncover the distress call at the center of the burn. And we're kind of left to but it was there was no like clearly defined explanation for it. we're just kind of left to infer like okay well i guess the that when the burn happened like there was that that melody was like transmitted along with it but yeah but what was the what did it what did that add to anything why was Nothing. adira and gray playing it in that flashback like yeah I don't... and they didn't need to know the melody to figure it out they heard the distress call and then they said oh it sounds like the melody right <laughs> yeah that, uh, you know uh and yeah, um, the season took way too many, and the season took way too many shortcuts. It seemed it, like it right. just it wanted to introduce these ideas and then go right to the end without properly developing it in between. Yeah, or not not following any thread through, just right. jumping to another thread and never and just dropping it, and dropping it, dropping it. And so I think this was very much. Um, uh, you can see this very clearly with uh, Michael's voiceover, maybe before or right after she becomes captain, because she starts on this, uh, you know, there's been a few other times in the show, not this season, where I've mentioned it before. They kind of give Michael these little soliloquies mm -hmm. that if you don't think about what she's saying, sound like they might be profound and super meaningful. But if you think about it, if you engage with it in any way, you realize it's just gobbledygook. So she says, she's talking about the burn, I guess. She says, a one moment radiated outward as if no one could connect. And then she starts talking about to connect, you have to take a risk and all these things, right? So uh, no, to connect, you need a dilithium in this case. So you're not really talking about the burn because the burn stopped people from being able to connect i guess physically physically yeah but the way she was talking it sounded like people wouldn't connect like reach out to one another yeah so it, it just it was gobbledygook well and what disappoints me one of the things about the conclusion of all of this that disappoints me is I, I think i was talking about earlier they found more dilithium and everything went back to normal i mean what i was hoping this could have been was a story about kind of the way our like a a parallel to our reliance on fossil fuels. Fossil fuels yes. are begin drying up. What do we do? Mm -hmm. We have the alternative methods, right? But ultimately, I thought they had a liberal agenda. Why didn't they do that? Right, and ultimately, that's you know, and in our case, alternative methods of energy can be divisive. Nobody can seem to agree. And mm. they went into that a little bit with with Navarre, like they had an alternative method of travel, and that caused a rift between them or something to that effect. And mm -hmm. I, yeah, they pushed them to develop it, and then which it was an accident. 
since they rejoined the Federation on the end, I, I think it would have been nice if maybe that was something they would have discussed. Like, I think... Yeah. Yes. So, really, like, ultimately, what was it that brought everybody together? Was it just the fact that they found dilithium? It kind of was. Like, what? I mean... It, it, yeah. yeah. I guess... <laughs> so, okay. We found rocks. Let's be frank. Navarre had... From talking to Saru and Michael, Navarre president anyway had gained a little bit more trust in the federation yeah. i guess yeah because they had been distrustful of them. we're not really sure why except for that but that hadn't been developed beyond that right yeah yeah and the other thing about the transportation system is that uh and again this is has to do with the fact that the burn was so long ago even though it doesn't seem like it was but it's very disappointing that after losing all the dilithium, the Federation for a, whatever it was, 120 years or whatever, would just sit around like, oh, shucks, man, I wish we had dilithium. Right. It seems like that was the vibe, was just, we're just going to keep doing the exact same thing we were before without dilithium, even though we can't do it, and we'll just keep spinning our wheels doing that. Right. Like, wouldn't they have developed something else? They attempted anything? to with Navarre, but, yeah. like, but even then. Right, right. But it just seemed very strange that there was no. I guess they did say how like we weren't able to develop anything else. But it just still it seemed very odd that for all this time they've just been waiting for more dilithium. No, we, to show up. we the 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 sort of pain that the Federation was feeling. The I. The show expects me to trust it the entire time. It expects me to just take it at its word that this is how it is without showing me something. And mm-hmm. I know... And giving us examples where we trust it and then our trust is not rewarded. And I know that this is the Federation, right? I'm a Star Trek fan. We're supposed to love the Federation. We always have. But, like, I... There needed to be some kind of moment, I said this before, as a Discovery crew was arriving, there needed to be that sort of educational moment for them to see what happened over the last 150 years and see what the Federation experienced, what they've gone, what they are continuing to go through, how things Mm -hmm. have been, you know, give me, you know, tell me how the Emerald Chain came to being. Like, there needed to be some kind of moment where they got oriented and instead what we got was one episode ends and then the next four months have passed discovery's been upgraded and then they're back doing starfleet things when i when i yeah and discovery hasn't done anything right to help reunify like the thing that that cronenberg said in the in the last episode right Finally, someone realized, oh, well, we could use that to reconnect He's, all the worlds we lost right. touch with. It's been, they've been there for six months at that point, or a year, or something crazy. He said he said what I said they should have been doing in the first place. Yes. He, he just said my show to the Admiral. Now, I guess we're supposed to believe that it's because the chain was causing so many problems, but we, we never felt it. I think I already said this, actually. We never felt that. We never felt it. And, um... Just, yeah. The... As you and I were talking about this earlier, I was begin. I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm gonna be fully honest with you. Like, I was mentally beginning to check out because I'm just exhausted 
by yeah. the way the show decides to tell its stories and the sort of jumbled, disconnected way of them doing it. Like, I don't even see why they need to do these season-long arcs. Like, do they think because they're telling some story, some mystery, that it just seems like it's some, that they're telling some kind of intelligent story that they just think like they've written such an amazing story just because it's a mystery that has to be solved like why is it always something that has to be solved and the galaxy stakes are at it yeah the um well yeah and it, again it, it's only because we've been told that the galaxy's at stake right it's not anything that we see or we feel yeah and uh, actually another funny, sort of funny thing is like that because clearly there's a sense that they're firing on all cylinders, and this is show is really knocking it out of the park. Because yeah. at the very end, Vance says something like, "You're going to deliver dilithium to all the worlds." That's hope. Yes. So that hope is you delivering dilithium. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's a bummer. I'm glad that's a big bummer. I'm glad you mentioned the other thing because, you know, when I look online to look at some of these reviews. There's so many sites that just say, you know, Discovery ends its best season so far. The show's really found itself. And I'm saying, I don't know what you're watching. I don't know what you see in the show. I'm not seeing any of that. I don't know where any of these online, where these media outlets think that the show has really kind of hit its stride. I don't think that it has one bit. Yeah, well, uh, so I've... Mm, It does some things better than last season. I won't. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, but I don't okay, think the show's so in a better place now. I think it's worth talking about a little bit about the uh, entertainment media infrastructure. Yeah. In that there are sites and podcasts yep. that it's sort of a um, a payola scheme. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> That's the old thing when the record labels would pay the radio stations to play their music. I get that. Where, you know, like you can get swag, you can get access to interview, you can get invitations to different things, you know? And what you give in exchange is you give positive I get coverage I of get a show. It's bribery. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, there are perks. And, you know, maybe you kind of like the show. I don't, I don't know what their motives are. Yeah. But you can... That happens, and yeah. um, I, I gotta I gotta assume that that's part of it. And I'm not. I hope I don't sound too sour grapes because we don't get any swag. But because we're not a, we're not always positive. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, but that's something to consider. But it isn't just it isn't just that though. I mean, I'm I see it on forum posts. Oh, yeah. Comment sections of like I, I I do see it in other you know in other places and look people are absolutely entitled to their own opinion I'm not disputing that mm. at all yeah no they're entitled to it but I I don't want to fault I, I'm not trying to say how can you not see the show that I'm seeing like how do you not have problems with that and I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier like I don't think that I think some watch these shows. And all they care about is whether it entertained them for that hour that they watched it. And they don't think about anything else. Did I enjoy it? Was I entertained? Yes, I was. 
fine. So logic and the connective tissue amongst the other the, amongst the other episodes, the you know if there are any plot holes, if there are things that don't make sense, either they don't they just either don't notice it or they don't give a shit because they were just entertained. They enjoyed the hour. They like this character. I like this. I like this moment. I love. And I just I don't think that I don't think that that's something that's a priority. I just think they care. People just on a whole just care about being entertained. Yeah, yeah but, but yeah, yes, true. true. But, didn't but didn't we always want Star Trek to be the you know because we did? There's so many shows that can just entertain yeah. you. Yeah, but Star Trek was the one that at least you know from time to time and not infrequently would make you think. Yes, and that's that's which is why it's so frustrating because I'm not seeing any of that right now. Yeah, yeah, but, it, but I swear though, I've seen other shows that are just entertaining, but they they have more of a tight story. Also, if you're going to tell a story long arc, then 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 the, then the standards are a little higher. Right. Right. It's gobbledygook, and it rarely anything. Nothing. It's very rare that anything affects anything else. They because when they when they do these season long story arcs, they everything seems like it's there, but they just yes. they can't. I'm not. They end up so. It's it's not about. Here's the thing. It's not about were they successful at resolving it all. Because both seasons they were. All three seasons they they were successful in resolving everything in the end. The problem is is how they got there. Well, yeah. I mean, the the watching a show is not because. I mean, if you just wanted to see if they figured it out, you could just read the Wikipedia plot. Right. You want to watch it to enjoy it and be along for the ride. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't walk away from that Hope Is You Part 2, Such Sweet Sorrow, or um, Will You Take My Hand, and say they didn't properly resolve them. They did. They've all been properly resolved. But the journey getting there was troubled because it was incoherent. Not, I'm, I'm not saying the first season, but I'm just like, Two and three, yeah. more specifically. Um, the 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 journey to get to that point was, you know, either riddled with plot holes or riddled with it was just shortcuts. It was not focused. It was not connected to each other well, or it was just kind of written. It was just, as I said, hand. What I say, hand waved. Like Discovery wants to just get to the end. Wants to yes. get to that payoff. But it doesn't want to do the work necessary to make that payoff really land. Yeah, you know what's interesting? It's almost as if we know that the first season, you know, wound up the way it was because of behind-the-scenes factors. Right. You had the show's creator leave midway, or only after only doing a couple of episodes. So then you yeah. had a new team come in. Yeah. But it almost feels as if they've recreated that every season. Well, cause because the show starts off with a premise yeah. that seems interesting and engaging, and then it goes in a totally different direction, and then you wind up not getting the thing that you expected. So, 
it's strange that they just keep repeating this. Well, right, and we thought that because we knew that they were troubled behind trouble. There was trouble behind the scenes in season one and season two, and we thought, okay, season three, we're past this now, right? And I and I remember full well saying leading up to this, I hope that this is the season that people say in the long run, this is where the show got good. And that still hinges on what happens after this. Maybe that can still be true. Maybe. I don't know. Because maybe the writing gets tighter as we go. I don't know. Okay. Because I will say, in spite of me saying that this was hands down the worst season of the show, it did do some things better than the last season. There yeah. were episodes. I mean, there were specific episodes. Unification, three. Um, yeah. Where like it started off in one place, it ended in one place. It had a defined start and end point. You know, character moments that paid off in the end. The show did a lot of, particularly in the first half of the season, had some really great character moments. Really mm-hmm. great character moments. And mm-hmm. um, like the the. The episode where Saru is trying to set has that dinner with the crew to try to make them feel better. Yep. yep. Right. When they get when they get to Earth, people of Earth, when they resolve that mm-hmm. conflict in a very original series, next generation way. Like there's mm-hmm. all of these yeah. yeah. It's like the show it's like it's just these flashes of greatness that the show just can't seem to yeah. maintain. Yeah. Just it's like and you and I were saying, you know, Kirsten Bayer wrote Unification 3, and we were saying, she gets it. She needs to be writing the show. She needs to be writing yeah. these seasons because she, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, right, so this is, you know, there was a time in TV when a show would be airing and they would still be writing the end of the season. Yeah. And, like, making it. Right. This show has the vibe of that because... Even at the beginning of each, at the beginning of last season and this season, the beginning you get some good moments, you get some good character moments, and then there's a point when I think you said it before. It's like, oh shit, we got to wrap everything up, and then they just start cramming things in. When it's, but it doesn't make any sense because they had time to plan out the season. Well, what was the what was the one what was the moment from last season? I don't know how we found this out. Where. They were doing it, they were on their way, and they found the sphere data, and then they were going to, and then later on they were going to do something else, and they decided, no, let's bring the sphere data back in. And then it ultimately ended up, like, screwing a ton of things up. Like, something yeah. was brought in, something was brought in at the end. Yeah, right, right, right. Remember what it, remember but it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, but you guys were writing the season as a whole. You could have went back and made it make more sense. There was none of that sort of, like introduction and then nobody sort of asked the questions that that the audience was asking like they just accepted it they just accepted things and so yeah it was very bizarre yeah because we met michael i mean we met book yeah like the it's funny the emerald chain seems so not important because book was important and he he worked for this he smuggled for these people but it seemed like they were so secondary because all our focus was on book there, there was nothing for me to really <clears throat> focus on. I mean, and really when I think back on it, the reason why I focused on the burn so much 
was, I mean, initially it was the, it was the most intriguing storyline, but also like that was when I look back at the trailer for the show, like that's, it's mentioned in the trailer, like, no, since the burn. What's the burn? And then they yeah. talk about it in the first episode. And given that it's the first episode, you're like, okay, they're setting up the plot of the season. Yeah. So it's presented to me, both in promotional material and in the first episode, that this is what the show is going to focus on this season. I remember saying to you early on, like, it seems like they're just staying focused on this one thing, and that's... They're keeping yeah, it simple. Saying that. Yeah, they're keeping it simple. We did say that for a while. Yeah, they're and then... keeping it simple. <clears throat> and then suddenly... The, the thing that we thought wasn't important, but started to become more important than the burn, which was the Emerald Chain. Right. Which, and so I, I'm beginning to think that whatever they do next season, it seems like they're going to introduce something. It's going to be the main focus for a while. And then by the time we get to close to the, you know, through the first quarter of the season, they're going to mm-hmm. move on to something else. I, I just like, I, I know you said to me, we just need to accept this is the way the show is, and I, I guess I'm at that point now. Like I, I don't want yeah. to have this cynical outlook on it, but because I always <clears> like <throat> to be positive. But yeah, they give me nothing. To I'm not expecting the show to redeem itself, and it's so. Well, here's why it's so clear. I, mean, I know we haven't talked about this much because we want to keep it to like what's on the screen. But from watching the ready rooms, which I only just recently watched them for the last few episodes, yeah. the reason I don't think it's going to change is twofold. Uh, unless they have new people, because they think that they're knocking it out of the park. Yeah. So why would they change anything when they're, you know, they're to them they're telling these profound, coherent, you know, stories with real messages that are people relate to and connect with and are inspiring. So, you know, there's no reason to change if everything is that great. I'd also so, be I'd also be interested uh, to know what's on the cutting room floor. And the reason I mention that is because there's got to be so much. And the reason I mention that is because um, the film Nemesis <clears throat> had a lot of scenes deleted from it mm-hmm. that actually made it a slightly better movie. Right. And this show, uh, let me put it this way: if there's not scenes on the cutting room floor, then then it's the situation is even more dire than I thought. Right. Because, let's say, the flag gentleman, for an instance, right? Maybe there was a scene of him, like, coming back somehow or someone picking him up, and they said, oh, we don't really have time for that, or it takes us away from this story. Mm-hmm. But if there's not, then it's just, who, who gives a fuck? He's just there. You know, right, <laughs> and that's like, much worse to me. Can you, yeah, like, can you imagine if a lot of the things that we are complaining about, there are actually moments of that I mean, caliber, like on the cutting room floor, that like whether something is further developed, whether it's even maybe just in a line of dialogue or something like that, and it's just all because like I'm not saying episodes have to be two hours long, right? But no. they're 13 episodes a season. You're on streaming, like you don't have to treat it in its duration as if it's a being broadcast on a network like why can't you like okay again don't give me a two-hour episode of discovery every single week that's just too long but like this episode was 61 minutes i think 
Normally they're like 47 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't get how much of that was fist fighting. Honestly, I mean I'm not saying that to be to be flipped, oh, I don't know. but but so much time is spent on these fights that are, I find not interesting. Right, like you find not interesting. If you can't make seasons longer or tell less story, why can't you make the episodes a little bit longer and just because like in a way I don't feel like I'm asking for too much. Like I like I think could it be something as simple as like it's just maybe a scene here or like maybe two scenes added to this or you know I think last season we were giving them more of the benefit of the doubt and I thought that that was true but I no longer think that yeah I think it's just we would just get more gobbledygook well that's if they had more time that's the thing and I said that to you I think offline I said you know let's say they did do 26 episodes they they would use that as an excuse oh to just get more convolute, convoluted and tell more irrelevant right. stories they wouldn't cuz i don't cuz they in my opinion they're not operating as if they don't have a lot of time no they're not using their time well the time that they have well there's no reason to believe they would use extra time well right and i just <sighs> it's um it's a sad sad state of affairs for this show yeah I, I I truly believe that the show just needs to get out of the season long story arcs because I, they have not proven to me that they are, that they know how to do it well. They not that they can successfully do it. I think if they can just get back to doing doing an episodic format where nothing is related to one to to each other. Right. I, I don't. I would be. I, I like. My prediction is that it's never going to happen because we've heard the talk about it. And, you know, this is we've been following Michael Burnham on her epic journey from, you know, the lowest point in her life to now being captain. And people are so in it for that. Yeah. You know, they're inspired by her and her journey. And, um, to your point, you know, they don't. Think- I do think, though, you know, and for one thing, like, yes, having a. Woman of color as a captain on Star Trek is great. Absolutely. I still don't like the season. I mean, you said that they think they knock they're knocking out of the park. Like why do you was it something they said specifically that makes you think that? Every time that they talk about it. Especially Michelle Paradise. Every time she talks about it, she gets it's very serious and hushed tones, like, we really just you know, we just knew that people people wanted to see Michael in that chair, and we knew we had to make it a big moment. We knew we'd been working up to this for three seasons. But you weren't we, working up to it for three seasons. I, I know, I know, I know. She was every time the they talk the about it. Every time they talk about it. Well, I don't know if she said that exactly. I was paraphrasing. But every time they talk about their episodes, and I know, obviously, you have to sell your product. You have to talk it up a little bit, but. Um, they just really. Here's here's what I want to ask you. Think it's it's working. Here's what I want to ask you before we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. So we have Discovery, we have Picard, we have Lower mm-hmm. Decks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, Lower Decks, I think I can speak to you really well. But what is it that you think those shows are doing so well that Discovery is not? Um, I mean, Lower Decks was more episodic. Lower Decks was more episodic. Picard wasn't. Right. Well, for Picard, it's just they're telling a season long. They were telling a season long story. 
Yep. And uh, they didn't try to do too much, mm-hmm. and they didn't introduce things just to drop them. Everything had a purpose, most part. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but for no, the most part. part. I mean, it was a it was a simple story, really, that... I would say, if anything, the story was maybe a little bit stretched in some places, but even then, that's okay. It's, it wasn't as if they took that time to say, oh, we got some time, let's throw something new in there. Like, it was just about finding Soji's... Uh, other... What was it? Other synth? I forget the... Yeah, people yeah. or whatever. And that's all it was. And just sort of the journey that took them there. And we know yeah. that... Like, what I liked about it was... You had the Bacard side of it, and you had the Borg Cube side of it. Right. Both kind of trying to get to the same goal, and mm-hmm. these sto- to the same endpoint. And you knew that yep. these two stories were going to intersect at some point. Yeah, and we knew who our adversary was, and we knew why they were doing what they were doing. Right. We knew right away in the first episode. Now, the end, they didn't tell us so directly. They made it sort of a secret with the prophecy but at least we knew okay the other side thinks that they're dangerous and they're going to destroy the world that's why they're after them right well and but picard thinks that they're nice people and he wants to help them we knew it's like that's it that's all you need to know we knew that that i forget the the romulan's name but we knew that he was the villain just more so just by the way it was presented and we gradually learned as the season went on what it was he was trying to accomplish i think the the um the prophecy came a little bit later, in my, is my recollection, but mm. we knew that he was working towards something. And even then, like, I remember thinking to myself, Narek was his name, because he was in that relationship with Soji, and I thought to myself, like, well, like, I don't know if I'm, so, there was a point where I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to not like him, because mm. I'm at least, I know what he's doing am i just supposed to not like him because the show want doesn't want me to because you know right he never even if you remember he actually had no scene with patrick stewart at all those two never even met yeah and it was fine and it just it ended up working fine i mean yeah it's also i think we knew the extent of the threat too because we saw them kill soji's sister right and we saw them yeah, when we saw that, we saw them, you know, beam into Starfleet. They murdered her at Starfleet headquarters, so that kind of showed their these people could do whatever they want. Willingness of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, so that was good. We didn't need much more than that. If, if, like, just imagine the difference would be. Yep. We wouldn't even see them, and we would just be told. But I thought, oh, there's a group that really wants to kill her, and they're very scary. They made some interesting choices in that. They they set up the threat and the dilemma right away in the first episode. Then they said, you know, then they're going to spend the next two episodes sort of like bringing the crew together, and then they're going to go off on this adventure and figure this stuff out. Um, and, you know, Lower Decks, again, was just, it was episodic, but we got a character story along the way. And I remember saying to you, I said, I think we're getting a sense of how strange new worlds is maybe gonna gonna be with lower decks mm. but again they they kept it simple and that's something that discovery doesn't seem to know how to do unless they think they're keeping it simple and they're just not and it's just not it's it's just not like they just they or they think that they're making it complex but they're really like nailing it you know yeah i i just they're like game of thrones level of complexity and interest and 
Yeah. I, I, and, you know, the last thing I'll say on all of this, the show has too many fucking characters. Yeah. yeah it's just that's way too many. Yeah. That's another thing I was just thinking of Picard is that Picard, each character had something to do and they had a um they had an arc remember we talked about put three episodes to their arcs right because and they were all fine you know they were part of the crew of course but they had their own personal thing to do that was interesting enough and they didn't spend too much time on it but they also didn't just drop it completely i mean think of it like this what does it tell you about discovery in that on lower decks okay 10 episodes 30 minutes each so really what are we talking? What's that? A five-hour season? Mm-hmm. In in ten thirty-minute episodes, the the security officer on the Cerritos, Jax, the Bajoran, who we barely we don't even spend a whole lot of time with. He's mostly a punchline. Mostly a punchline. But the fact that I felt something when he died at the end of the season, and mm-hmm. I spent less time with him than I have with the bridge crew on the Discovery, and I felt something there. Right. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a surprising mess. It's surprising how messy it is. Discovery, I feel. It's just, it's kind of shocking that it can that anyone can that there's not a quality control that would step in, you know. The, because I I don't like I I I really hate that there's all these characters on the show. Okay? Like I I really there's just again, there's way too many. And the problem is, is right. that we sometimes we go multiple episodes sometimes without seeing somebody, and so yeah. if they decide one day to just kill somebody off, I'm like, yeah, well, I don't care. I don't, I don't see. I barely saw them. I mean, we point to Arium all the time, right? Right. Yes. But now, like, I don't know why Adair is still there. I don't know why that scientist is there. I, I, why? Why is Book still there? Right. Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean. And the difference too with Picard is like, who is Picard's former number one? I forget her name. Raffi. But anyway, right. So she had her own storyline. Yep. But when it wasn't her, when they weren't having an episode where anything from her storyline came up, she just was around like doing her job, but having a personality. And she, and I would argue, you know, yeah. outside of Patrick Stewart, she was absolute Michelle Hurt. She was the best one on that show. Yes. Right, because she did her job, but she had a personality. Right. I don't know Reese's personality. Mm-hmm. He's a Starfleet person. That's what I know about Reese. And he does stuff that he's supposed to do. The problem is, is that they're, they're filling these. The, the bridge crew is playing these roles that could be portrayed by anybody. Yes. They're just they're nondescript roles. Right, and then even a character that they did make interesting, Tilly, right. has now just become. They don't know what to do with her. She keeps it keeps like, flipping around. What the hell is Tilly? I watch Picard. You watch Picard. Okay, now consider this too. We did not know who Raffi was before the show. We've never seen her. We never heard her mentioned. And yet, I didn't you just weren't you just completely sold on their relationship before you even. Yeah, like well, that's two great actors, I think too. I, I was completely sold that they, <clears throat> on their relationship, within me seeing them on screen for for five minutes, I was just completely sold. Yeah, and the show- so I have a feeling you could put Patrick Stewart with Osira, and you'd believe that too. <laughs> no, because I think that Michelle Hurd was a really good counterbalance to him. 
That's true, yeah, because their attitudes are so different, their vibe. And I don't feel that with a lot of the actors on Discovery. Right. I, and and I wish... I'd be, I'd be willing to bet that if they gave them th- better things to do, they would probably be fine. Especially... Well, yeah, I'm sure they would all be fine. Like, Tilly, but they just don't have it. Tilly is supposed to be besties with the entire bridge crew. Okay. But I, I don't... The show's telling me that, but I don't yeah. see them... We have not seen them. Like, I just... It's because they're not in situations. The show... Because the show is so focused on it just being Michael, 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 Michael. Yeah. That there's never a situation where, like, you know, they're on this away mission and they and one of them comes with them. I mean, we pointed to it a million times. We were excited when Owo joined them in New Eden, right? Mm-hmm. They're not doing anything on the show to get them out of the ship as a way to bring these other characters with them. They're always just there in the background. They're not going outside the confines of the ship. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah. And, yeah, and they just insist to us, they keep telling us that they're all so close. Right. And I, I'm just not. And those scenes, and it just makes those scenes painful to watch because it just feels so forced. Like I say, there's two options. Either they have a, a straight face and they're doing their job, or they're all smiling really big, so you know that they're friends. Now, I will say, though, I will say, I will say this much. Mm-hmm. If if they decided to, I don't know, get rid of Owo or Detmer next season, I'd be like... I I think I would feel something. Yeah, yeah did you think Owo maybe was going to die this this episode? No, I didn't think that at all. I kind of thought um, so. They seem to like to kill people off at the end. What I did think, though, what I did think is that the show needs to get some balls and really kill somebody off. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, my thought was that, oh, they're probably going to kill Owo because they gave her more to do this season, so that probably means now she's going to die. But here's the thing, though. I do yeah. have a bit of an emotional connection to Owo now, but it's taken, us, it's taken me three years to get there. Right. Right. I mean, it's true. what does that tell you? Yeah. yeah, and it's... Yeah, it's true. And then, like I said, I'll say it again, though, since this is the season talk, but one of their most compelling characters was Giorgio, and they developed her even more just to get rid of her. So once you, you put all this time into developing a character, then you take them off the show. That's insane. Well, they did so, but in that respect, they trimmed the cast a little bit. Well, yeah, but but they replaced they her. Cast with, by... They replaced her with three people, <laughs> and you took away someone who we've you spent so much time building the character. So it's like it. it I just don't get why she it didn't came help. In the first place. It didn't help. The I felt you know. I know that doesn't make sense, but she was there, and so fine. I'm, she's right. there. I'm with it, and then yeah. Two whole episodes. Her characters meet, hit this new place of understanding. Learned important lessons from our crew. Become a whole new person. Realize she has to change and then see you later. I'm telling you, it was as I was doing the rewatch of this finale, it mm-hmm. was the, the first time, maybe the first time, no, second time, in all my years of being a Star Trek fan, mm-hmm. where I was just beginning to check out. And I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. 
Um, yeah. There was an episode yeah. of Enterprise where I was fall- where I actually fell asleep watching it. I fell asleep watching this one. Um, because the show just is not... It's not that I was bored. I wasn't bored. I was just frustrated. Because yeah. I just... I don't... I'm going to maintain as much positivity as I can, but there's now going to be a sort of like kind of internal streak of cynicism cynicism within me to kind yeah. of you know when i when i begin to see trailers for season four i need to i'm gonna have to temper my expectations because i because this has happened twice now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh yeah definitely and uh, you know i've been there for maybe a little a little bit longer than you yeah and, you know, like, we don't want to be haters, but I definitely feel like if people only listen to me on this episode, they would think, oh, it's just another hater. Well, I mean, again, just one for just one second, going back to the first season, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't recall us being negative. I mean, I, we probably were, but um, for the we, most weren't, part we, we were. weren't having but we weren't having discussions like this. Right. We and I think it was because the show was new. We were just kind of along for the ride. We were like, let's see where the show takes us. It's still mm-hmm. trying to figure itself out. We but, gave it a lot of benefit of the doubt. But it was, but honestly, though, like in retrospect, it wasn't that bad. I mean, really, the Klingon stuff just bored the hell out of me. But that's that's neither here. Yeah. Nor, I was just bored by the Klingon stuff, and I was so glad when they got away from it. I remember being genuinely excited when they got into the mirror universe. Yeah. yeah. Um. I would say, like, going into the, like, the first few episodes, there was maybe a slight lull. Then when they got into the Mirror Universe, and then from then on to the rest of the season, like, I was just, yeah, I was there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I was there, I was there. Um, you and I did not have any discussions like this in the first season. No. And the, I remember the first season ended so great, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, we, yeah, and I think one of the things that makes it tough too is because we do this podcast, which we enjoy, of course, but because of that I have to watch the episodes twice. <laughs> well, when now, really quick, when the episode came out, I hadn't watched it yet. Yeah, and because I, I was still working, and I got a text from you, and you said, "Can we skip this one?" <laughs> I was like, "Why?" I'm like, "Is it that bad?" And you're like, "No, I was just bored." Yeah, I was kind of bored. And I was like, well, we can't just do a full season and then just not do the last episode. Um, and it, again, it's the crazy thing that if I just read the Wikipedia plot of the season, I might think, oh, that sounds really cool. Well, there was there was a point in this episode where we were watching and I thought to myself, I could get up and come back ten minutes later and I don't think I would have missed anything. No, but during yeah, the fighting part, yeah. the elevator and all that. Yeah, yeah. so I, I'm not going to give the show a rating number at this point, but... Um, <laughs> No, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely the worst season of the show, just hands down. Yeah, for me. And yeah, definitely, definitely, and yeah, there's nothing's nothing's gonna change I, unless I, they change the the personnel. I I don't um yeah I don't have any doubt in that now. Um, I I thought maybe simply because the premise of the show had changed, but yeah. It's just it's more and more clear to me that they just don't know how to effectively do a season long story arc and end it in a very satisfying way. Yeah, yeah it was interesting too, right? Didn't they say they wanted to get away from canon by going into the future? But they, I can see why it was a problem now because they they don't even stay consistent with their own 
episode from three episodes before. Right. Or, or bring it, bring any of those threads forward. So, um, yeah, they should just make it an anthology show. It's the only way it would work. Well, the original intent, right? Anthology yeah. season, anyway. Um, I think it should just be an anthology show. Each episode, just pretend the other one didn't happen, yeah. and everything will be different. So before we close, um, you know, we said we're gonna give the. Uh, we told you all what we're gonna be doing for the for, for our next episode and our final episode for a while. Um, do you have any um, hopes? For the next season, any thoughts on where you think that the show could go next season? I mean, forget the cynicism for a second, <laughs> which makes this now a difficult question. I understand, but no, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I can't predict anything. My, I mean, we got Captain Michael. I don't know. My hope is is that they. My original wish for this season seems like it's maybe moving into next season which was to just you know now really refocus on rebuilding the federation mm -hmm. if this was the hurdle to get us there but i hope that they stay true to that i i want the show to do well again there are things about the show i do like but um, I just, I really, I really want the show to just continue and give it to just give me a sense of hope next season. And, yeah. yeah. Well, there is one thing that we were talking about. Will it pick up right where this one left off like they did before? But yeah. on the ready room, I think it was Michelle Paradise said about Saru going to Kaminar. Essentially, she said, oh, no, he's going to be back by next season. So like that's why you know we gave plenty of time for him to go and then come back. So I feel like some time will pass. I think we were talking about that offline. I feel like you know they're gonna. I feel like maybe we'll pick up, and you know some time will pass to say you know here's where the Federation is now and that sort of thing. I just, just, just keep it simple. Tell me a, you know what I can call Picard. Picard was a quiet story. Mm. Don't give yeah. me. I mean, it started off that way. Yeah. Even at the end, somehow. Stop giving me was. the again. Stop giving me these universe at stake. These these larger these gigantic huge stories. Yeah. That rest on the shoulder of Michael, and she's just the superhero through all of this. Like, just like real. I, I just I feel like they're afraid to not do something like that. Yeah. It's just. What's wrong with finding here's, the weird planet and going down and exploring it? Here's another thing, too, that I just realized when you said that. It's, it's a very common in, you know, movies and TV to have that idea of the one person, and they're the one, and they got to do the thing, and they're special, right? It happens a lot. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, uh, all that stuff, many anime. Um, and Star Trek was different. It wasn't that because it was just a different kind of show where it was. It's just we have we have so much of that media that is the one chosen special one who has to do the thing because only they can. I think you're right, but I think I'll also counter a little bit and say I feel like Star Trek had a little bit of that, but the characters within the shows did not feel that way about whoever that person was. Everyone on Discovery defers to Michael for everything. Okay, 
and mm. treat her as such. Treats her like she is the superhero that the show wants her to be. Okay, now, James T. Kirk, in some ways, was a, you could say was a superhero. But the show didn't view him that way. No, he was just a captain. Right. And, you know, yeah, and, and Spock would often push back against his plans. Right. I think you run into problems, I think, when the show itself wants them to be that way. And so I just. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just. It's just the, their whole orientation around the show, the create the people responsible for making it is just very set in the way it is where Michael is the beloved hero of the show. And so, of course, everything's going to kind of revolve around her. Yeah. And that's just what they've decided <laughs> to do. I mean, okay, fine. But it doesn't have to be the weight of the galaxy on Michael's shoulders. We need to solve... We need to figure this out. Otherwise, it's the end of the universe. Like, it's like... That doesn't need to happen every season. It's happened all three seasons. Yeah, maybe you just have to help some people. Like, maybe that's why they got the hell out of the 23rd century. Because you figure by that point, <laughs> Kirk would be like, would know exactly, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's a, too bad. Too bad. Uh, uh, yeah, it's too bad. It, but anyway. It pains me because Star Trek's my, my jam. And it just, it pains me to see it. Well, we know we have two shows that we like, so true, true. Um, That's more than many people. And about a franchise, my fingers are, my fingers and twitsies are crossed that Strange New Worlds will be another show that we like. Right. Yeah. And by again, by all accounts, it's just at least in concept, it seems to be Alien of the Week, Situation of the Week, Plan of the Week, and I'm just like, yes, tell me more. It's right. Yeah, it's it's shocking how low quality discovery has become compared to the rest of the Star Trek slate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, I feel like they try to make it the, uh, they try to make them the Avengers of the new Trek universe. And it's just not really. Landing. Yeah. Yeah. And like we said, this is not a case of, Oh, you know, it's just, um, not, I'm just not into it. It's just like, this is bad quality. Yeah. Well, so yeah. next week, well, not next week, but I think, we, I, you know what? Not next week. No, no, no way. Not next week. <laughs> so let me start again. So we're going to be back at some point, probably. In the and next you're going to get some good quality. Probably in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> um, because I'm going to tell you all something. After 23 straight weeks of doing a podcast, I need a break. Totally. Um, so we're going to be back at some point in the next couple of weeks where we are going to have a really interesting discussion about if we were running the season, what the show this season, what would we do? How would we mm-hmm. do this? Um, which is interesting. We've never done anything like this before. Uh, it feels very, uh, for me, it feels a little bit pompous to say this, but <laughs> what the hell? Why not? Yeah, and, and we often enjoy the parts of the show where we kind of... You've probably noticed, listeners, that we'll talk about an episode and say, 
That was a good idea, but wouldn't it have been greater if they had done this with it or that? So we figured, why not try it for the whole season? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, after that, though, uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what the next show is to come back. Um, no, I don't know. Picard has not started filming yet. Discovery is filming now. Hmm. I'm probably going to wager a guess the next show that we will see is season two of Lower Decks. That'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, Strange New Strange New Worlds begins filming next month. Okay. But my guess is we're probably not going to see that show until like early 2022. Yeah. So um, I'm going to wager a guess we, may, we might see season four of Disco- Discovery and then Strange New Worlds possibly back to back um 23 straight weeks well i don't know the filming dates of picard i think it's soon i think it's soon so so strange new worlds and picard will be shooting at the same time i think quite possibly um Mm -hmm. keep in mind though picard is filming in la Mm -hmm. and strange new worlds and discovery film up in toronto they because of the pandemic, Canada yeah, has handled California it much better than is. we have. So the guidelines are a little less stringent than they are here. Um, yeah. So they're able to do that. And, you know, they fill yeah. it with the guidelines in place, of course, right? But um, so I think that's the reason why, that's part of the reason why Picard has not begun filming yet. But I, mm. if I was to wager a guess, I think that the order we're going to get everything is going to be Lower Decks Season 2. Discovery season four, Strange New World season one, and then Picard season two. I, I I think I could I could definitely see Picard, Strange New Worlds, and Discovery all kind of maybe happening back to back to back, like as far as airing goes. So it'll be um forty two straight weeks. <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, actually, speaking of that, did you hear Cronenberg say why he was on the show? Because he was available, and I think because he was cheap or something like that. Yeah, he said they were shooting in the city I live, uh, and I need money, and I'm cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Right. I guess, but the thing is, I guess maybe for them, too expensive in order to say oh. for one more scene to say who he is. Yeah. 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 Why? Well, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back. Have a lovely time, everyone. We'll be back when we'll be back. So, peace out, everybody. Later, skaters.